0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Great Lent, and today the Gospel is from John chapter 4. And the Gospel today is about an encounter of our Lord with the Samaritan woman. And during this encounter, one of the parts of the dialogue that I I want to focus on is after the Lord asked the Samaritan woman about uh, her husband. And the Lord knew about her five husbands. And and so she said, after he told her about the five husbands, she said, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And I love the Samaritan woman for asking this question, because it shows where her heart was. At this point in the conversation, she could have asked something like, Tell me about uh, how this relationship will end up. You know, I've had five bad relationships. How? Since you're a prophet, tell me something, you know, tell me how this relationship that I'm in now, will it be okay? Will he treat me nice? Will we have a happy family together? But actually, her question went even deeper. She didn't care about that stuff. Her question went deeper. And she asked about worship. And that's what I really liked about her And she asked how do we worship God And that's what I want to speak about today Is how we worship God The Lord responded to her and said Woman believe me the hour is coming When you neither on this mountain Nor in Jerusalem worship the Father You worship what you do not know We know what we worship For salvation is of the Jews But the hour is coming And now is when true worshippers True worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That's the first time he said it. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. We see from the answer of the Lord that true worshippers of God must worship in spirit and truth. And today I want to discuss some meditations on what it means to worship in spirit and truth. The first thing that it means to worship in spirit and truth is to have accurate knowledge about God. To have accurate knowledge about God. Or the right beliefs about God. And by that I mean to be part of the Orthodox faith. The Lord said to the Samaritan, You worship what you do not know. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. In other words, was, he was, the Lord was telling the Samaritan woman The way you worship is wrong There is a wrong way to worship God There is different faiths and, and those things are wrong You know, we live in an age where everyone There's so many religions and so many different ways to worship And I'm afraid to say that many people are worshipping in society They're worshipping what they do not know They are worshipping what they do not know and many people have invented ways of worship And those are ways that might not be accepted by God Even those in the Christian faith might invent ways of worship Or worship in ways And the Lord will say, you worship what you do not know You know, one of the, the scariest things that uh, is in the Gospel of St. Matthew Says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name? And done wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. I never knew you. Why does he not know them? Because to have knowledge of God is more than just to, to, to know facts about God. Many people, they have... Facts about God They know things about God They know that God Ideas, concepts Oh God is loving, we know that We say that We. But do we really believe that? Do you really know it? You know the word to know Means to know, like the way it's used in, in the gospel Is to know intimately Like in a relationship between A husband and a wife To know her means I know her intimately To have a living relationship With God. And we're going to talk about that. Um, We're going to talk about that a lot. I was thinking about. Like a little illustration would be like. Many of you have books. Or maybe I'll speak for myself. I have lots of books. That are in my library. That I haven't read. I haven't read them. But they look very nice on my library. They have very nice titles. I maybe know the authors. I know what they might contain. But I haven't. Open the book I haven't cracked the book I haven't dug into the book So then I don't really know What's in the book Many people they have faith Like that library book They have knowledge about God But they put it on the, the library shelf And it's not living it's, not, it's there but it's not knowledge That's not the knowledge That the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about To worship God in spirit and truth is to have true knowledge about God. And true knowledge encompasses doctrine and intimacy. True knowledge encompasses doctrine and intimacy. The second way to worship God in spirit and truth is to offer a pure sacrifice. Everyone should offer God with a pure sacrifice. One of the most disturbing things of the Old Testament... Happened in the Old Testament, it's recorded that they started to offer sacrifices that were not good sacrifices. Like, I'll read you a passage from Malachi. It says, You despise me, and yet you ask, How have we despised you? This is God speaking. You despise me, yet you ask, How have we despised you? And then the Lord answers, He says, This is how. By offering worthless food on my altar. When you bring a blind or sick or lame animal to sacrifice to me, do you think there's nothing wrong with that? See, the 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 priests in the Old Testament they got clever. They said we have different types of animals. The ones that are handicapped and the ones that are the ones that we can't sell outside because those no one wants to buy. You know, a, a handicapped lamb. I don't know why. They probably taste the same, but. They don't have the same value, market value. So the priest had a, a wicked idea that said, why don't we take these handicapped animals and instead of selling them because no one can make money with them, we'll offer them to God. Because, and this is something sometimes we say, do you think God really cares if we offer like a, a lamb without blemish? Or if, yeah, if he's missing one eye, well, okay, who cares? It's, God's not going to care about that. Who could, like, the, the lamb is just going to go on the altar and get, you know, his, that, and, then, and then blood, and, and it's going to fire and burn. Do you think God really cares? Do you think God really cares that you offer him like a lamb that's deformed? And the Lord had a big issue with people offering lambs that are deformed. He says, try giving an animal like that to the governor. Would he be pleased with you or grant you any favors? Then he goes on to say, Now you priests, try asking God to be good to us. He will not answer your prayer. And it will be your fault. The Lord Almighty says, I wish one of you would close the temple doors. Close the temple doors. So as to prevent you from lighting useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you. I will not accept the offerings you bring to me. Ouch! True worship has to be with a true sacrifice. Has to be a true sacrifice. You have to offer a true sacrifice. Yeah, you know, many people they say the same thing when it comes to fasting. You think God cares if I eat het side? You think God God is bigger than this Do you think God cares if Yanni I? Eat? Don't, uh, you know, pray, you know, whatever, all the full hours or according to my... Do you think God, God is bigger? Eh? He's love and and all this stuff. And then we start to offer sacrifices that are not pure. Do you think God cares if I make one little sin? Just one little sin. Do you think God cares that I make just one little sin? He's so loving. So, unpure sacrifice. It's not a pure sacrifice. I was thinking I'd say, you know, in the spirit of March madness, you know, the, uh, you know, slop time. Maybe I've told you this before, slop time. You guys know what slop time is? No one knows what slop time Slop time is the end of the game. When the game is over, the game is over. One team's winning by 30 points. So they put in the bench, they put in all the players that have never played, you know, all season. And they get to play, and those players are so happy that they get to play. Slop time. The time doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Many people, they offer their slop time to God. Many people offer their slop time to God. The time, the game's over. The, the last five minutes of your day, right before you go to sleep. Five minutes, I'm going to read my Bible. Okay, the last, five, the last five minutes, literally, of the day, I'm going to read my Bible. Okay. Name of the Father, Son of the spirit. Yeah. Slop time Slop time It's not the pure sacrifice Offer God the best of your time Offer God the most important I know everyone is busy Everyone has busy schedules But you should offer something pure to God That's an acceptable sacrifice to God The third way to worship God in spirit and truth Is to be wounded by His love The third way to worship God in spirit and truth is to be wounded by His love. Or to say it another way, is to experience the overwhelming love of God. To understand how much God loves you. And if you understand how much God loves you, you will worship in spirit and truth. I guarantee it. If you knew how much God loves you, you will want to worship in spirit and truth. In order to be wounded by God's love, sometimes... Sometimes we have to be wounded by the world. We have to be wounded by the world. Because the world, no doubt, will leave us wounded and hurt. Last week we spoke about the prodigal son. How did the prodigal son? He was wounded. Wounded, eating in the mud. Next week, we're going to be speaking, the next few weeks, we'll be speaking about other people who are wounded. We'll be speaking about. The paralytic and the blind man People who are wounded People who the world has left in hurt and in pain And their stories remind us how sin leaves us wounded and hurt And today the Samaritan woman She was wounded Definitely wounded Wounded by a past that left her alone By broken relationships Five people have left her broken and the one now is not even her. We don't know what's going to happen. She was someone feeling pain and in dis- and, and distress. And even, I was thinking, as we were thinking about the Samaritan woman, think about the Good Samaritan. In the story of the Good Samaritan, you know how there was someone laying there dead, good for dead, wounded by the world. The world will leave you wounded. The, lo- the world will leave you hurt. In all these cases All the people were wounded But then they were After that They were wounded by God's love And God healed them In the Psalms We talk about being like what, How are we wounded? In the Psalms it says The sacrifices of God You know we're talking about What are the appropriate sacrifices? What are the appropriate sacrifices? A broken and humbled heart These O God you shall not despise if you want to come offer, offer a broken heart, a wounded heart, a wounded heart. And God will heal, heal that wounded heart. The Samaritan woman was wounded by the love of Christ. I believe she felt the love of Christ in the dialogue that she had with him. And I believe that the voice of the Lord can you imagine hearing the voice of the Lord? I believe his voice had so much compassion. I don't know how to make my voice have compassion. But it had compassion in the voice. In the voice, she felt the love. And that's why she started to pour out herself. And started to pour out what was in her heart. She felt the love of Christ. I hope we experience the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord, it, it has the ability to, to dig into the heart. To penetrate. To wound. To cut. To cut into and out like like a surgeon he gets in he could get into the heart you know i was thinking about many people when it, they hear they heard the voice of the lord it says they were cut to the heart to be cut to the heart is to be wounded by love you know when the lord was talking to the do, two disciples on the road to emmaus it says did not our heart burn my heart was burning my heart was, I was feeling wounded. My heart was burning while he talked with us on the road. And while he opened the scripture to us. And St. Peter, when he was preaching to the, to the crowd, it says, When they heard this, they were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. To be cut to the heart is to be wounded. To hear the voice of God speaking to you. To be wounded by love is to make room in your heart for the Holy Spirit, the living water. And when the living water comes into your heart, it cleans, it disinfects, it wounds. You know, when I was a kid, I used to hate when mom used to put the microchrome. It's like, it's like, it's not rubbing alcohol, but something bled and like it's red. It's, it hurts, but it heals. It hurts, but it heals. The Holy Spirit is like is like microchrome. It wounds, but it heals. It wounds but it heals. It takes away the bacteria. It takes away the bacteria. To be wounded by love is to worship God in joy. To worship God in joy. You want true worship? Worship God in joy. Not in a spirit, oh I have to wake up early for church. Oh I have to, oh another matanya. No, that's not wounded by love. Then you are not wounded by love. You are not worshipping God in a spirit of joy. We should be coming here joyfully. Yes, it's the Lord's day. Today is the Lord's day. I'm so excited To attend the liturgy. I'm so excited to take the body and blood of the Lord. To be wounded by love. Is to endure trials and tribulations. For our Lord. In the Pauline epistle today. It talks about how. You should put on the armor of God. You should put on the armor of God. To be able to withstand the devil's. Says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood But against principalities Against powers Against rulers Of the darkness of this age Against spiritual hosts Of wickedness In the heavenly heavenly places Therefore Take up the whole armor of God That you may be able to withstand In the evil day And have done all And having done all To stand The ones wounded by love They're ready to take on the the armor of God to stand against sin. They won't let sin enter their life. They won't let anything that takes them away from God have anything to do with them. They don't want have to. Because they're so touched by the love of God. In the fraction that we'll say. That we'll pray later today. It says fasting and prayer are those which the martyrs pursued until they shed their blood for the name of Christ. Why did the martyrs shed their blood? Because they were already wounded. The martyrs were already wounded by love. That's it. They already had their physical body, khalas, wounded. I'm dead already to the world. So then I can give myself to be a martyr for God. We say, fasting and prayer are those who dwelt in the mountains and the earth for their great love For Christ the King Because of their great love They sacrificed all And decided We don't need to live in this world We don't need the material riches The material riches That doesn't help us The material riches don't help us That's why we'll go To the mountains The caves The holes of the earth Because of their great love For Christ the King To be wounded by love Is to be transformed Like the Samaritan woman To be Someone who speaks out for the faith, to be a light to the world. I was reading from her the story, you know, she became, her story is Saint Fotini. And if you look her up, you can read some of her story. In her story, it says that she is sometimes recognized as the first, the first to proclaim the gospel of Christ. The first. She converted her five sisters. And her two sons. And they all became tireless evangelists for Christ. I love that. That's someone wounded by love. She was so wounded. And she wanted everybody else to experience the wounding or the healing of the Holy Spirit in their lives. She wanted everyone to have correct knowledge. She's someone that came from weird... Practices and Samaritans And they don't worship right But she wanted everyone to worship right She wanted everyone to have the knowledge of the truth She wanted everyone to worship God in spirit and truth I pray that as we come to the end of Lent Like Lent is is almost done That we worship God in spirit and truth We worship God We have true knowledge of God Intimacy with God that we offer right sacrifices to God. That we don't offer Him slop time. Slop time is for the, the bench players. God deserves better than... than He doesn't want the deformed the, the lamb. He wants you the way you are. Come to Him. Offer yourself with a broken heart and He will heal you. And glory be to God forever. Amen.